the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. You can hear the program each weekday afternoon from 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and WFIL.com. AM 560 WFIL.com and on the app, you're listening to the Tim DeMoss Show. Thank you for tuning in. Had a mix of clouds and sun going today and still for the next uh, few hours. Down to eventually a clear sky and a low of 18 tonight. Tomorrow on the cloudy side, might get a shower or two coming through and a high of 44. Sixers, big win last night, 133-113. Beating the Rockets by 20. Joel Embiid leading the way with 31 points and 15 rebounds for Concord Maz with 24 points, 11 rebounds. They're at Orlando tomorrow night at 7. The Flyers are at Anaheim tonight at 10. Flyer goalie Carter Hart, uh, Hart back from being sick. Uh, talked a little bit about how it feels to get back out in the ice. Yeah, I feel good. feel good now. It's nice to be back with the boys. I mean, sitting in your apartment all day isn't a lot of fun, so <laughs> felt good on the ice today. It was nice to get on. I haven't touched the ice in a while, so I uh, had to shake the rust off, and, and it was good to get back in the mix with the boys. Flyer goalie Carter Harder also talked about his thoughts on the NHL pulling out of the Olympic Games in China. Super disappointing, for sure. Anytime you get the chance to represent your country is a huge honor, and I mean, the Olympics is the ultimate uh, dream to, to represent your country. And I thought this year uh, with all the hype around it and building up to it, players are getting really excited. And I mean, it, it's disappointing for sure. The situation we're in right now with the world, it's tough, but hopefully they get this figured out here soon because uh, we can't keep living like this. Flyer goalie Carter Hart, interim head coach Mike Yo talked about how important tonight's game against Anaheim is. You know, I, I think it's a very important game, to be honest. First of all, you want to bounce back from a loss. I think that's what good teams do. And uh, and we lost last game, created some more opportunities, kind of climbed back into it, but not really. So we want to bounce back from that. And like you said, I think that uh, we win that game. And uh, and I think we're all coming home feeling pretty decent about the trip. Uh, not necessarily an outstanding trip, but a pretty good trip and gives us a chance to get back on the horse, get some momentum going uh, in, into some games coming up at home. So a little bit find that game important, obviously, because, uh, you know, again, to, to make it a good road trip. But I think more importantly, let's bounce back. Let's let's show that last game is not who we are and and let's get back in the win column. Flyer interim head coach Mike Yo. as far as head coaches go, Nick Sirianni of the Eagles. Uh, spoke to the media and talked about his thoughts on uh, what he was, you know, what he was feeling when he found out that the Eagles, who had won earlier in the day against Washington, uh, made the playoffs officially. That didn't happen till Sunday night after Green Bay beat Minnesota. Yeah, it was exciting. I mean, at that, at, at, you come home, you come home from a game, and you're you're just always you are always exhausted. Even though you know I'm not playing, obviously, but that coaching just emotionally takes a lot out of you, and so you're exhausted. You get home, and so. By the time that it was actually clinched, I don't let myself get too excited, even though it was, what, 37 to 10 at one point. 
you, you kind of wait until the, the whole thing. I was ready to go to bed by the end of it. But uh, obviously, we're really excited to be in uh, the tournament. But like I said, uh, we got to we got to focus on uh, beating Dallas and uh, the the plan that we that goes into that. We got to focus on getting better from the game that we played yesterday. But obviously, we're all excited uh, to to be in this situation. And you know, the goal is obviously to 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 run it out and go go as far as we can in this thing. Say it, Nick. Say it. Say it. Win the Super Bowl. That's the goal. But yes. You have to keep it one game at a time. He was also asked, speaking of which, uh, how things are shaping up. There's still a lot to be determined. How would he feel about a potential first-round matchup against last year's Super Bowl champion, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, a quarterback by the one and only Tom Brady. Same responses I had, you know, kind of last week with all that. You know, you just you don't look too far ahead. You don't look too you don't look too far behind. You think about each day what you got to get done that day, and that's been our model all year. That's been what we've done all year, keeping it one game at a time. And uh, we got to go out to uh, be able to put our best foot forward and and be ready to try to win this football game against a good football team in Dallas. That's Eagles head coach Nick Sirianni, and he said something there which you will hear. Oftentimes, coaches talk about or players talk about living a day at a time, a game at a time, the next play, all of that. There's a lot of wisdom in that. There really is. I think kind of we we all would probably acknowledge that. At the same time, it's uh, tempting to look further down the road and start to play stuff out. I think about that in terms of New Year's resolutions. I'm actually reading a book right now that speaks to that and how uh, little decisions make up a lot and how your focus should be on the little decisions rather than I want to, let's say, lose 50 pounds this year. Uh, to think, in a nutshell, what I've been reading has more to talk about who am I? Like, instead of uh, what goal am I trying to get to, which has its own uh, baggage with it. You know, you kind of like you don't enjoy stuff till you get to the goal. And then once you get to the goal, do you continue on or do you fall backwards? Which is often, you know, a, a struggle and a challenge with weight loss. The challenge of the book I'm reading, the, the author talks about your identity like all right, so yesterday I went walking. I need, I do need to lose some weight this year, uh, and and whenever I you know can hopefully, and rather and I can't run just yet as fast as I'd like by any stretch, especially when it's cold out. So when I went for a walk, uh, I I walked for a mile, and um, and I told myself instead of worrying about how far necessarily and how fast, which will come, you know that's part of when the, in the years past I worked out many times and lost a lot of weight back and forth. The thought I was having in my head was, I'm an active person. And it really helped me think, this is good. I'm walking a mile. It's not about, I got to run three miles in 20 minutes, which I used to be able to do at the gym or whatever. Those goals can come. They can be fun. You can challenge yourself. I'm not saying, and and this book is not anti-goal, but I just bring it up here after hearing Nick Sirianni's comments, which I've I've heard that kind of conversation before. But it's really, it helps me think about, or when I was in church on Sunday, uh, they had coffee out, went to get coffee, and they had a plate of cookies, and there's always different stuff out. And they were, the cookies were all smiling at me, like, ah, have me, have me. And I I looked at that, and and I was tempted, and for a second I thought, that's not who I am. I don't want to be someone who needs to grab food just because it's there. And so anyhow, kind of in a nutshell, I've read about a third of this book, and it's really encouraged me to think, you know, ultimately my identity is in Christ and being a, being a child of God. But as far as not being all about trying to hit a number, hit a goal, hit a certain thing, or there was an example in the book about someone who's trying to stop smoking, and if someone offered him a cigarette, the person should you know, hopefully not say, no, thanks, I'm trying to quit more shift from that way of thinking to I'm not a smoker. And it may sound like it's just kind of wordplay, but it actually 
helps you start to realize like that's why I'm not doing this. And it's it has it focuses on the future, it focuses on right now, I should say, and it allows you to feel a sense of connection to the goal of of I, I want to live healthy. I want to be a healthy person. I want to be an active person. I want to. And so I don't know if that makes sense, but it's it's helping me rather than think the goal is way months away or can, will I even get there? Will I fall off the wagon or whatever? It's more about taking steps. And the truth is how much uh, how much acceleration can happen over time as you start to take good steps. But not just because you're trying to get to a goal, but because you want to change who you are. And uh, and and uh, so anyhow. Maybe we'll talk more about that in the days to come. I, I'm Lord willing, I'm going to get out there and walk another mile tomorrow and just enjoy the process because I'm an active person, not because I'm trying to lose X amount of pounds this, uh, this year, although I am. Quick break, and then we're looking forward to sharing a friend with you who has been on with us a number of times, and it, actually even just recently, uh, Jay Jackson, the lead singer of Apologetics. I love this guy. He's a great guy. He's a godly guy. He's a funny guy. He has all kinds of references, and whenever we have conversations, uh, you never know where it's going to go. But they have a brand new CD that just came out. Uh, we actually gave away their most recent CD prior to now, uh, a month or two ago. And they're a very prolific band. And I wanted to, I texted them today. I said, would you come on so I can play a few songs in their entirety so folks can really hear this new record and get some uh, insight into how you think, what you do, and have it as a tool. Because they actually have a special situation where if you buy one, you can get a second one for free. Which, of course, would be a wonderful thing to do. You get one to enjoy and pass one along to a friend. So Jay's going to spend some time with us. We'll feature these songs. They're from the 80s. It's part of a trilogy, I think, that they did. This is the last of that 80s trilogy. They do song parodies from way back in the 50s to the present day. So Jay's going to spend some time with us. We'll uh, feature some of the music of the band and some other things happen this hour as well. It's all happening today on the Tim DeMoss Show, AM560, WFIL.com, and on the WFIL app. It's the Tim DeMoss Show podcast, available at WFIL.com. Thanks for listening. It is 414 on the Tim DeMoss Show on WFIL. Thank you for tuning in. And we bring in the one and only Jay Jackson, lead singer of that Christian parody band, Apologetics. (laughs) Was that a door slam? That was a deal, but you know, when one door closes, another one opens. Yeah, well, you should probably get that fixed. Well, I'm opening the door to my car so I can get some quiet in this very largely inhabited house of mine. <laughs> okay, that's fine. I was going to say. So you know, one door closed, another one opened, and now I'm sitting in a car. Okay. Well, I'm glad to know you're safe. If you're in my car, I feel safest of all. Yeah, well, I can lock all the doors. And it matters because it, it, it ties in with the cover of your new album. Is that the same? Is that the car you're in? The DeLorean? It's not, but it's not. But I have been in such a car uh, in my life before because we have one of our fans in California owns one of the replicas of the uh, DeLorean from Back to the Future Two, complete with Mister Fusion. So yes, I have wow. indeed been in such a car and have driven. Have well, I didn't drive, but I was a passenger while I was driving down the road. That's amazing. That's a really cool story. Well, the new album just uh, arrived, the 64th, if I'm not mistaken, in the Apologetics Library? Yes, sir. Apologetics? How do you say this? Apolog- yeah, Apologetics. Okay. Apologetics. Well, you know, yes. it's spelled A-P-O-L-O-G and then A-0, or I mean, A-D and S. Apologetics. Back from the Future. This is the third in the trilogy, am I right about that, of 80s music? 
yes, we, we've, we've done some ADCDs in the past among those 64, but this past year, 2021, uh, we, we did three straight CDs of 80s, trilogy of 80s music, and that was the, the final one. But we did it in such a way that the songs started with 1989 and worked their way back to 1980, and only one year was skipped, and that was not because we didn't like that year, 1987, but, um, but uh, they went in reverse order, so we thought it'd be interesting to call it back from the future since we went backwards from the future. See, this is, this is an example, prime example, of how Jay Jackson's mind works. And uh, follow along if you can, and I'm sure you can. Uh, take a minute, give that little intro on apologetics. Take your time with it, though, because this might be the first time anyone's ever heard your name before. And then lead into this, this newest CD, because uh, I'd love to play a few songs from it and get your take on, uh, on those songs. Thank you. Yeah. Well, apologetics <laughs> is a... You should have this pre-recorded uh, so you can hit a button and then just play it. That's, that's right. <laughs> Apologetics is a Christian band specializing in biblical parodies from yesterday and today. Uh, everything from Elvis to Eminem, ACDC to ZZ Top, the Beach Boys to the Backstreet Boys to the Beastie Boys, from Three Dog Night to Three Doors Down to Three Days Grace. What we basically is a combination of uh, Weird Al Yankovic and Billy Graham. Uh, we take these songs and use them to reach the lost and teach the rest. But just because something's funny doesn't mean it isn't true. And uh, just because we don't take ourselves too seriously doesn't mean we take the Bible ser- we don't take the Bible seriously. We indeed do. Yeah. Well, and the, and these parodies were birthed out of Bible study after the Lord worked in your life. You were already a musical guy prior to that, right? But but uh, after uh, you know the, you came to know the Lord, and then you were using the, uh, these songs to teach yourself Scripture and grow in your faith. It, it grew from there. Right. Back then, I was a poser. Now I'm a professional poser. <laughs> That's good. I'm glad. Well, let's get into this, because I could talk with you all day, and we'll, we'll talk between songs. But as I look through the album, the first one, when I saw uh, this, this first track, I thought, That's not 80s. And I'm like, Oh, wait, it was. It was 1989. So it snuck in there. Tom Petty is yes, running down a dream, right? Although, and to be fair, Tom Petty, you know, his his musical career spanned a lot of decades. So also sometimes when I think of 80s, I think of bands that only existed in the 80s, maybe only had one song. And that threw me off a little bit, too. But it's totally legit. It bookends that decade. Uh, share about that that song and let's get it on here. Sure. Well, we've done a number of songs about Noah in the past. This is the first one we've done, which is talking about after he gets out of the ark, because, you know, the Bible doesn't stop the story of Noah there. It's tells what happened when he got out of the ark, and there are some allusions to some things, if you listen closely, to uh, about Noah uh, planting a vineyard and uh, having some difficulties with his sons, although those are unbeknownst to him when he's singing this song at the time. He's just glad to get back on good old terra firma. (laughs) This is taken from Genesis, I guess, two chapters, eight and nine, and it should be noted if folks uh, get the album or any of the music you do, you have at least one scripture reference that a parody is based on. Sometimes there are many. And so people can know that they can kind of tie it all together that way. So let's throw it on here. This is Apologetics. Uh, Jay Jackson's our guest, uh, lead singer and, and lyricist. And the brand new CD is called Apologetics Back from the Future. And this is originally Running Down a Dream, Tom Petty. This is called Running Down the Dream. Tim DeMoss Show on WFIL. AM560WFL.com on the app. That's Apologetics. And they're brand new back 
from the future CD, Apologies. And a lead track is Running Down a Dream, originally by Tom Petty, and changed over to Running Down the Drain. I'm uh, jumping in here, Jay Jackson, our lead, uh, lead singer of, of Apologetics, our guest. Before the song is over, I hope it doesn't make you mad, Jay. No, I don't mind. I always liked this song, but I always I liked it so much, but I got frustrated when I would tune into the radio and and I heard it was already the instrumental part. <laughs> like, oh, I like the I like the lyrics because it's a long fade. It's like an hour, an hour, a minute and a half or more more to finish a song it, out. It's long, Tim. And you know, Tim, you're you're talking to a singer here, and we never mind when people talk over music <laughs> because that's what we do for a living. Right. Um, two things I wanted to bring to your attention that that I discovered while we were working on this song. Yeah. And and one is, is uh, the, structurally, it is very similar to the song we did a year earlier. If you listen to it, that little guitar lick, it's lifted from another song because it's like, run in, down the dream. You do it if you're really smart. It's Queen of Hearts by Juice Newton. That, oh, that, that's right. That's right. It's got that little guitar thing. And the other thing, now this is something you might not have noticed since you, you didn't like to listen to the very end of the song, but... There is a glockenspiel at the very, very end of that song, and when we originally released it, we neglected to put in the glockenspiel, but I drew it to the attention of our keyboardist, and he added the glock in, in time for this CD. So you hear the official track with the glockenspiel intact at the very end of the track. Wow. Wow. So that actually leads very naturally into this next question. Again, folks tuning in, we're chatting with Jay Jackson, lead singer of Apologetics, that Christian parody band, and they have 64 CDs out now. The brand new one, Apologetics, Back from the Future, 12 songs from the 80s. I'm thinking that what makes the song, the parodies work, obviously there's the lyrical component that's very important. There's the musical component. And what do you, I was going to ask you what, what you find to be most challenging when attempting, specifically on the music, to replicate um, in terms of the instruments, the sound of the band, the approach the artist even takes? Like, do you need to know more about the artist and how he or she or they tend to do their songs so that you can really make it sound as exact as possible? Yeah, it, it, it depends on what the song is. Okay, some songs are, are challenging vocally because it's just if they have a particular... I think the most challenging one is, uh, is Brian Johnson of ACDC. Uh, bon Scott of ACDC was actually right in my wheelhouse, but Brian Johnson, he, even though their voices are seen as being similar, he does a screech, and it's very hard to be to be to hold those notes to screech and to make your words be distinct. Those have, that's a real challenge. Um, as far as musically, there are sometimes when there's a guitar that's a particular kind, like a particularly like a Stratocasters and Telecasters are very hard, unless you have those particular guitars to get them now. Uh, thankfully, one of our guys, Wayne, who played on that one, he works at a music store, and 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 he has a number of guitars as it is. But um, but uh, that's something that sometimes there are certain guitars or instruments that you just have to have that particular sound. Or if it's a female vocalist, you got to get somebody who can do that particular sound. You know, you know, things like that is a challenge. Sometimes the lyrics are a challenge, uh, but it's it's usually one of those things you know where God guides. God provides, so it's it's like He gives me a little bit of the idea, and it's it's humbling in one sense because it's like you know it's all coming from Him, but it's comforting on the other end because it's like all right, if He gave me this much, He'll give me the rest. <laughs> That's right. By the way, if folks want to find out more about the band, apologetics.com, dot com, A P O L O G 
E-T-I-X. No double consonants, and it ends in X. Uh, Theodora, by the way, the other day asked me, Dad, why is the X capitalized on the end of their on their name? Oh, well, that's. did you tell her why? Well, I, I told her what I thought, but I'll let you tell it, and I'll see if I'm right. I think I'm right. Well, there's a, there's a couple different reasons. First of all, the reason we spelled it with an X in the first place was to make it um, different in case somebody else had used a, a CS at the end. Yeah. Uh, second, we thought it looked more rock and rolly. It looked uh, cooler, like anthrax. And, you know, like, the, the, so the name apologetic sounds like it could be an oldie band, like the apologetic. Right. So you put an X on the end, it makes it sound a little more like rock and rolly. So we did both. We capitalized it just um, to make it extra special. But also, you know, that X is uh, like an Xmas. A lot of people think that's commercialization, but that's a symbol for, you know, for Christ. So, so that's in there too. So the capital X, you know, shows that it's not just a run-of-the-mill X, it's a Christian X. Yeah, okay. That's good. That's it. I didn't know any of those reasons, although I, I can what see... What did you say? <laughs> I thought it had something to do with Greek, you know, Alpha Omega-ish type stuff. Some, I thought you just said, this guys couldn't spell. They Yes, I said the keyboard and their typewriter was stuck, and uh, it had to be a capital. So, all right, so so that's good. That's, that's information that I did not know, and I want to get another song on in conjunction with that. And by the way, you said The Apologetics. Is that correct? Because I don't see the the on here, but I hear people say The no, Apologetics. No. In the early days, we considered that it could be either one. Yeah. And then, uh, and, and it's kind of like, you know, Hall and Oates. Their preferred term is Daryl Hall and John Oates. You know, if you're from Philadelphia, they, they always put that on their albums, but people just started calling them Hall and Oates. In the same way with, the band Eagles, everybody calls them the Eagles, but the name of the band is Eagle. And, and I just found this out recently. Carpenters. It's not the Carpenters, it's Carpenters. Um, so we just followed in the line of those other greats. What? <laughs> we do not, not use the definitive article. So that's very interesting. You know, we had Richard Carpenter of Carpenters on recently. So I, and I'm. Well, we, we followed him. We, we came on after him at a concert in California. A few years, well, about 10 years ago, I guess now, in L.A. at this fancy, schmancy Christian school that had their private Christian school where, like, Wayne Gretzky's kid, Joe Montana's kid, Will Smith's kid all go there. And their theme was, we've only just begun, and the lady's talking to me, and she's saying we're going to do this and this. And and, and then uh, because our themes, we only get to know we'll have Richard Carpenter on with the kids. I'm there. Oh, that's what you meant. And I realized she meant the Richard Carpenter. (laughs) He played with that, and in the off, in the audience was like Ray Parker Jr., uh, Jimmy Jam, or you know, one of those, either that or Ter- Terry Lewis, and uh, we felt very outclassed there. But we we played at the Four Seasons Hotel out in L.A. Wow. Well, once again, God is in control of this interview because you're providing the natural segue to go from Tom Petty of the Rock thing to track two on the album that I wanted to definitely get in. It's a parody of Bobby Brown's "My Prerogative." And uh, I had to laugh when I heard this, like piranha fish. Uh, just go ahead and just share. Cause when, and I'll tell you this. When I play these songs for our production director, Doug, I, I told you this. He loves what you do. But he, he says, this is the same guy who did that? He, keeps, he just shakes his head. Like, no matter how many songs they play, he asks the same question about every five songs. So let's do this one here. And then I'll do a break. And I'm going to play another, at least one more song before we wrap up, if that's good with you. So thank you. Yes. Well, yeah. This one is getting into my wife's zone because she's 12 and a half years younger than I am. So this song became a hit right after I got saved. So I wasn't listening, although I was aware of its existence. And um, for I used to listen to it. and I just say, man, it'd be nice to call it my piranha fish or something. And then I thought, wait a minute. You know, Paul says in Galatians 515 about if you 
take care because if you bite and devour one another, you'll destroy one another. And piranhas will eat anything if they're hungry enough. They're, they're supposedly gentle people or gentle little fish, but they will eat each other if you leave you, if they're hungry enough. And uh, Christians, you know, it's kind of like that. So it's called like piranha fish, and uh, we just thought it'd be interesting to do that. And, and by the way, the last the last secular band I was in before I got saved was called Nice Piranha. So it's, it's I've moved from piranha to piranha. That's good. Yeah, Galatians 5, uh, 13 to 15, you have in the liner notes, you, my brothers, were yeah. called to be free, but do not use your freedom to indulge the sinful nature. Rather, serve one another in love. The entire law is summed up in a single command. Love your neighbor as yourself. If you keep on biting and devouring each other, watch out or you will be destroyed by each other. And certainly a song that can be applicable at any time in history, but even even more so now, perhaps. So let's do it up here. Jay Jackson from Apologetics, kind enough to spend some time with us today on the Tim DeMoss Show. Brand new CD is called Apologetics, Back from the Future. This is track two called Like Piranha Fish, a takeoff on Bobby Brown's My Prerogative, WFIL. AM560, WFIL.com on the app. Jay Jackson, how did you hit that high note? <laughs> Which high note? The Bobby Brown, near the end, he, I'm not even going to try it. But he gets real high oh, in there. Buddy, there, buddy there's, we got Survivor on this album. That, that was nothing compared to that. That's true. That's true. Well, that's a track. We've only gotten two tracks in, and there's plenty more we could do. I at least want to get one more in before the end of the program. Uh, like Piranha Fish, My Prerogative, the original by Bobby Brown. Was that 88, 89 as well? I think. Yeah, that was, that was 88. Um, yeah. Okay, based it, on it, Galatians. It's kind 5. of both. It, it, straddles, it straddles the line. Yes. Okay. That's uh, fair enough. The brand new CD that uh, we're just chatting about today from Apologetics is called Apologetics, Back from the Future. And you can find out more about that and all the other music that the band has done over the years at Apologetics.com. Uh, let me take a quick break, Jay, if I can, for a second. And then uh, can we get one more song on and, and talk about that a little bit in the album? Whatever you want, Tim. Oh, you're so kind. I really, really, really appreciate it. All right, we'll take care of this quick break. Jay Jackson, lead singer of Apologetics, our guest today on the Tim DeMoss Show. More to come in just a moment. WFIL. Live and local. It's the Tim DeMoss Show, weekday afternoons 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. Our podcast continues. It's 441 on the Tim DeMoss Show. Jay Jackson, lead singer of Apologetics, that Christian parody band on our fine broadcast today. Their brand new album is called Apologetics, Back from the Future. It's their 64th in a long library that spans many decades. And you can find out more about the band at Apologetics.com. Jay, before we get the next song on, just want to remind, or I guess I, I alluded to this, I think, before you came on the air. You actually have... Uh, situation if folks uh, situation a good thing if folks want to like, buy the album they actually get a second one free or they can pick from a list to further their apologetics uh, library is that correct that is true yes with the new cd right now for the next week or so we have a buy one get one you can you'll automatically get a free one of the new one unless you you choose to choose one from 32 other titles that we or i think it's 34 other titles we have on our list and you can find that all online and uh yeah so that's a uh, it's always a you 
get one, you get one to share, or you get one and get another one for yourself. Yeah, I, I love that idea, and I want to just point that out for folks, uh, especially that I remember back in the day that you remember the, the group uh, DeGarmo and Key, the Christian band, uh, and both Eddie DeGarmo yep. and Dana Key went on to be record label executives, of, you know, connected with DC Talk and many other bands. Uh, they had a, a, a an album one time where they did, you know, buy one and give one. And they packaged two of them together, two cassettes or two uh, CDs or whatever it was. So it, it brought back shades of that from the 80s. Speaking of which, um, there's so many songs on here to do. I don't know if I, I'm going to be like magical thinking, see if I can actually get two in. But you reference Survivor, which I think, you know, represents the uh, 80s in a lot of ways with the that, that style of music. Uh, I Can't Go Back uh, is yours. And originally it was I Can't Hold Back. Uh, talk about that track of your track seven. Oh, OK. Yeah, sure. Um, that. Um uh, one of my favorite moments in my all-time my all-time favorite movie is Jesus of Nazareth. Although I do like the show The Chosen a whole lot, but my all-time favorite movie, bar none, is Jesus of Nazareth, and it's a very long movie. But um, my one of my favorite scenes is a scene where Peter is trying to decide, ah, you know, should I go back to fishing? I told my wife I'd be back. You know, what am I doing here? It's late at night, and his former nemesis, the tax collector Matthew, is saying he, he hears him and he says, "You won't go back. None of us will." None of us will ever be the same. And, you know, it, it's just a, I get, I'm getting chills while I'm saying it because my friend Tim Hart and I, who were, who were um, you know, we fed off each other's energy as new Christians. We're still friends. Um, and uh, we used to watch that. And, we, and we, we've referenced that so many times. It's like, you'll never go back. And it's just by the grace of God. It's, you know, but, but it, it, and that's what this song is about. It's just like, look, it's getting darker out there. But I can't go back. I can't. I, 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 once you see the truth, you can't unsee it. And, you know, I, I put all my eggs in this basket. I've heard that Elvis used to like, you know, he had this, the yin and yang, he had the Bible, he had those stuff. He says like, you know, you got to spread the wealth around. It's like all my eggs are in this basket, okay, and, and, and I cannot go back. Amen. John chapter 6, Philippians chapter 3, 1 Corinthians chapter 9, the passages referenced in the liner notes, again, from the brand new album, Apologetes, Back from the Future. This is track 7 on that CD, uh, Take Off on Survivor's Song. I can't hold back. Becomes I can't go back. Let's give it a listen here. Tim DeMoss Show, WFIL. I can't go back. AM560, WFIL.com on the app. Apologetics in a brand new CD. Apologetics back from the future. Survivor's song, I Can't Hold Back, becomes I Can't Go Back. I want to knock out our final break and then come back with Jay Jackson, lead singer of Apologetics, and Get one more song on here, the Tim DeMoss Show, WFIL. You're listening to a podcast of The Tim DeMoss Show. Heard weekday afternoons 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. It's 451, The Tim DeMoss Show, WFIL. Jay Jackson, lead singer of Apologetics, our guest. You can find out more about the music they do at Apologetics.com. A-P-O-L-O-G-E-T-I-X. No double consonants, N's and X. 64 CDs out now, including the brand new one we've been featuring today, Apologetes, Back from the Future, 12 songs from the 80s. We've played several, one by Tom Petty, Bobby Brown, and also by Survivor. And the last one I'd like to wrap up with, Jay, which shows the versatility of the band. Uh, There's so many we can pick here. But I'd like to do track 10 based on John Chapter 8, the Billy Joel one. Is that good by oh, you? that's great. That's one of my favorites. And Tim, before we go further, I do have to tell you, yes. congratulate you on the sec- the success of your Philadelphia Eagles. Um, that's that's great. We're glad. I do have one issue though. You guys, as a lyricist, <laughs> it really bothers me. You had Carson Wentz 
and you had Zach Ertz, and I liked the Wentz to Ertz, and then you had Jalen Hurts and Zach Ertz, and I loved it when they say Hurts to Ertz, and and you missed the whole opportunity because you have those potato chips out there called Uts, and you could add Wentz or Hurts and Ertz promoting Uts. And nobody did, as far as I know, and it really bothers me. You so know, I needed to get that off my chest. Well, I'm glad that you have, and uh, congratulations uh, to you. And the, that big, big Ben got a win last night in Pittsburgh. My uh, eight, seven, and one Steelers. <laughs> they only need the moon and the sun to collide into the sea, which means Jacksonville has to beat the Colts uh, next week. Which they've done. Which they've done the last six years in a row <laughs> in Jacksonville. Hello. All right, all right. I'm rooting for you. I'd love the Steelers to be in there. We'll see. Uh, Jack- yeah, I, I'm, we're not holding our breath, but it, but they really have. Jacksonville's beaten them, beaten Indy six straight years in Jacksonville, and Jacksonville had the worst team in football last year too. They All didn't right. even have Trevor Lawrence. Well, but, maybe maybe Trevor maybe Trevor Lawrence will have the game of his life. Uh, you know, his, his brief career thus far in the NFL and and help Jacksonville win. But there's still other stuff that has to happen for the Steelers to get in. But I'm rooting for you. That. I am rooting well, for yeah, you. Yeah, the Steelers have to win too. That's even harder. But uh, that, that's okay. But I did want to congratulate you and uh, your, your Eagle fans. We'll be, I, I root for the Eagles. I want to see them do well. And, um, yeah. and, uh, but but you, asked, you mentioned about this song, and you, I, I digress, and I have a strong digressive system. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> you could take something for that, probably. But go ahead. Yes, exactly. But this is a Billy Joel song. So he's still, he was just from across the border in New Jersey. And um, the, uh, it's, it, it was, the song was called She's Got Away. And uh, this one is about the lady who was caught in the act of adultery, the very act who they brought to Jesus. They did not bring the man who had to have been caught in the very act also. uh, He's conspicuous in his absence. But anyway, this song starts with that. But while I was working on lyrics, it's like God gave a twist that I did not anticipate. It's got a twist ending to it. And I was really excited about it. It's a total God thing. So if you like it, it's a total God thing. But it's called She Got Away. Let's do it here. And, uh, Jay, we'll have uh, just a second on the other side of things to wrap up. So let's give it a a spin here. So she got away. Billy Joel, Apologetics, WFIL. She got away without hurt. The Lord knows what she did. But he knows the guys that live around her. They brought her straight to Jesus. Stones inside the fist, but his logic hacked those beasts to pieces anyway. He's got a style that thrills me. Mm, I don't know why it is, but he has a path that frees the guilty. He taught a way that's shocking. Is him, but I listen up when he starts talking anyway. He comforts me when I've fallen down entirely, cause I'm a clown, just watch and see. I might get turned around. We've got a way of stoning. us feel that we have the right to keep on throwing he's got a light that found us oh and everyone should know 
A million deeds we've done surround us everywhere. He comforts me when I've fallen down in spite of me. Or I would drown, I'm lost at sea. But I'll get turned around. God reviled, it chills me mm, I don't know why it is That they had to laugh when we were guilty But we saw him pray to God then mm, They don't know what they did But they'll know in time Forgive them, Father, anyway AM560, WFIL.com on the app. Apologetics, brand new album. Apologetics, Back from the Future. She Got Away. Take off on She's Got Away by Billy Joel. Jay Jackson, final thoughts, my friend. Beautifully done. Thank you. I never expected to go in that direction that we'd wind up with Jesus on the cross at the end. And here he is telling people, he's, instead of telling people to forgive the lady, you know, and forgive the lady himself, he's, telling, he's asking his father to forgive all the people around there just, it just worked out really well with the anyway at the end. I was just, it was a total surprise, little Easter egg, literally an Easter egg, because he was going to rise when he did uh, for me at the end of the thing. I was yeah. excited. I need to tell you, Tim, that even while, even while we were, we were doing this interview, I received texts from two different members of Apologetics. So we really do like each other. They did not know I was on the radio. They're not just trying to get their names on the radio. But it was Wayne Bartley, our, one of our guitarists, and Rich Mannion, our keyboardist. But they texted me. So we really do like each other. Please greet them for us, Jay. It's always a pleasure. Thank you so much, my friend. Thank you, Tim. All God right. Bless you. God bless you, too. Jay Jackson, lead singer, main lyricist of Apologetics. Apologetics.com, a new album, Apologetics, back from the future. You can buy one and actually get a second one free if you like. Have a great night. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. Feel free to tune in to the full show each weekday afternoon from 4 to 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.